Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we have a brand new episode of The Mandalorian to discuss. Uh, we wanted to get this one out quicker because of the holiday. Uh, so this is episode 12, chapter 12. Yeah, chapter 12. Uh, what's the name of this one? This is The Siege. The Siege. Um, yeah, so this is an episode directed by Carl Weathers. Uh, it's kind of cool that they're letting, you know, kind of just anybody direct these <laughs> these days. Uh, you get an episode. You get an episode. You get an episode. <laughs> uh, but I got to say, this episode did not disappoint. It was really fun. Yeah. And to me, I think the big takeaway for me is it felt like a Star Wars movie. You got a lot of action and you got a lot of plot. Yeah, honestly, uh, it, it really did. And like it also, to me, felt like some of the best episodes of the animated series, like where they have a specific mission and there's a lot going on and they're like this. And the reason I say that is because while this episode kind of feels like a side mission again, yes, it drives things forward. Like I like last week I was saying, keep our expectations low, like and we're pleasantly surprised. So the, even though he's got to go back. Well, I don't want to say too much before we throw up our spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's a good episode. I think that, you know. It's fun to get the older characters back in the mix, and I like to see them all interacting again. You, you, you know, um, that's not a crazy spoiler. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, where this episode shines is kind of in in the stuff that is familiar to you that we're bringing back and doing in a new way. Yeah. And then there's uh, other things that they are trying to kind of lean into and expand upon and heighten. And I think they did a pretty good job. I agree. Um, and, you know, this is, this week it was 37 minutes. Last week I think was 39. And so it's it's clear that they can do enough in that time frame um, that, you know, that action feels like it's packed in in a good way and you're not, like, twiddling your thumbs as to what's going on, like waiting for things to move along. Um of course, we still would love more content because more is better, usually. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think we get a little greedy in that, you know, we're used to the old paradigm of things had to appear on television. Now they do not. Right. So going forward, all the things that we're going to see, you know, they're not bound by these times, arbitrary, you know, markings that we used to use. So that's a good point. I, I, and it feels natural, right? Like you feel the, the beginning, middle and end of the episode and it doesn't feel like, you know, Oh, it needed to be 42 minutes. Like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to, it depends on what the content is being displayed, you know? Yeah. And, and I'd like to go back and watch, you know, season one and season two again at some point. Um, just to kind of feel them more in sequence of how they flow together as a television show. Totally. Um, and I haven't really done that, but yeah, I think this is a solid episode. I think if you're, you know, just checking in to see that we liked it or didn't like it, definitely we liked it this week, but we got to get into spoilers. Frank, final thoughts before spoilers, buddy. Uh, no, that's really it. Uh, just wanted to also shout out that the, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is also available uh, for streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, I have already checked it out. I definitely recommend it if you are a Star Wars fan. Um, obviously, it's animated, and it's a little bit for kids, but it's 
it's a fun ride, uh, about 45 minutes. So if you've got some time over Thanksgiving break, uh, I would definitely check that out. We may do a little bit of a discussion on it uh, later on. But uh, here I think we should dive in full spoilers into Chapter 12, The Siege. Three, two, one. Okay, so we're going back to Navarro. Uh, Din Djarin decides that he shouldn't go all the way to... Uh, Ahsoka system on this one shot so he goes to Navarro where he knows Grief Karga and Cara Dune are to repair his ship and then you know get back on the road um during this time they you know meet together it looks like Navarro's in a much better place however we learn quickly that there is a uh old imperial base uh not too far from where uh Grief and Cara Dune have kind of taken up and they have to go and they and grief Karga and Caradoon convince Mando to go and blow up this uh, base so that they can kind of move on together. Great job. Plot game success. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, this is like fully what I expected this episode to be like you were you I, were spot on. I, I, I just didn't think that we were going to go straight there. His ship was in too bad of damage uh, from, you know, the crash landing uh, on the water planet. And um, uh, yeah, it, it's great that it, they were able to repair it in, in a good amount of time, um, obviously in the nick of time, which we'll get to later, um, but not before uh, being slightly betrayed and having a uh, tracking device. Classic Star Wars. Yeah, classic <laughs> Star Wars. Um, I kind of am a little... Okay. We'll talk about that, I guess, in a little bit. I, I want to yeah. kind of just briefly um, touch upon um, the action in this episode. Mm -hmm. I, I think it really is just, like, really great at, at delivering new kinds of, you know, just great, you know, practical action, practical effects. And I'm really impressed with how, you know, I'm sure that they did some of this during the quarantine. However, they did that. Like, it looks really great. Um, the only shot I think they had me a little bit like meh, 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 was when uh, the Razor Crest is landing on Navarro. Okay. I don't believe that Grief Karga and Cara Dune were actually outside. <laughs> I'm sure that they <laughs> built other sets at, in different places, but to me... Yeah, well, nothing is outside. They have to do a better job at mixing in real locations in with the big holodeck. Yeah, I think pretty much everything is in the holodeck. Uh, it just sometimes looks better than others. <laughs> because, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, like, and I wonder if they this show fares better. Um, obviously, I'm sure everyone that is acting and is on crew has probably been tested. But, like, there's so many people in, like costume and in and, and masks already that it's like okay <laughs> if you're fighting this guy that's got a pot and a baba face he's probably not gonna contract a virus <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i don't know um but i so the other thing about this episode that was great was that like we talked about like two weeks ago that we had t different points of view so we we didn't just sit with Mando the entire episode, even though he was on the planet, we got a lot of like, okay, we should, I think the beginning showed uh, Cara Dune and what she's been up to. And then later when he splits off to go rescue Yodi, we still focus on grief and, and Cara. And I think that's key. Like we, there's more showing more going on than just like, okay, we've got to watch him every minute of the show. 
Um, and I think it was to this episode's benefit. I will still say that it would have been great to check in with these folks like two weeks ago to just get a little update of like, oh, yeah, Navarro looks pretty good. And, oh, there's this Imperial base that we really want to get rid of. Like just a little bit of exposition then for us to want to go there. I, I agree. Um, I feel you. I also feel like the the pace of this show moves so quickly, you know, yeah. that you don't really ever, like, sit too long in something except for just, like, the ride with the frog lady, but I think that was kind of intentional in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, This episode just felt like we're jumping from one thing to the next the whole time, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing in Star Wars. It just has to make sense. Right. And I think that because they went with such a simple plot, it really did glide, I think, relatively easily. Um, do you feel at any point I, – I think my main issue that they're going to have to – I guess we're, we're going to see play out is if the Rebellion and, you know, the Empire are having, you know, such different level disputes, right? Like it seems like, you know, we saw the Rebellion come to grief after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how aware are, are were they of these like imperial bases and like are they not really like and they are they at a detente with them you know what i mean like yeah. are they actively seeking these guys out like it it kind of does feel like a little bit of a cold war right yeah like like okay the big war is over uh the new republic is being established but like there, there's still sects of the empire out there that the new republic isn't equipped to handle and to to eradicate. It just, I don't know. It, yeah, it means like why why show up after the fact and be like, oh, what happened on this planet? Like other than to show that one X-wing guy again um, as just like yeah. police officer. It's like ah, it is weird. Um, but because honestly, all of what we've seen, we've seen like very few uh, Re- New Republic people, like whether they're they're soldiers or whether they're um, officers or anything like that. We've seen more of the Empire than the New Republic, and it it kind of is worrying, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, what's going on? Which obviously we see play out way later on um, with with the Resistance and kind of why things aren't completely mopped up with when the first order comes around. Um, sure. This episode also felt, um, you know, very reestablishing, you know what I mean? Like kind of like one of those grounding episodes where we like pick up with, you know, our friends and see kind of what they're doing. And like, it didn't seem like there was, you know, crazy high stakes in, in that, in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm curious to know what Yodi learned at school all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like it's interesting that the recap is is showing things from like way back in early season one, um, and it's kind of like maybe there's a sign here that's like okay, maybe things aren't connecting quite as quickly as they should, right? Because they bring back Horatio Sands' character. Well, not even that. I'm talking more about like the stuff with. Uh, uh, the doctor and and when they had captured Yoda, baby Yoda, um, right? Like that, that all that plot stuff. It's like, man, it doesn't seem like a whole lot has happened since then. But like, 
maybe it should have been talked about earlier. Like, yeah, bringing back uh, Horatio Sanz's character is fine, and he's there for comic relief, but it's like kind, he was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> he's just there for the ride and and to be like the guy they order around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to know what happened at school because, like, I feel like the child is is way more um, like he's not like a literal baby anymore. I do feel like he understands, and I do feel like he's got his own little personality instead of just like you know waddling around. Like they they went full on baby Groot this episode, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, the whole thing with the wires, straight out of Guardians 2. He throws up on himself. Same thing, Guardians 2. Oh, like, shit. Eh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's adorable. It's Disney. I don't care. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do wonder, was he actually picking up anything from the C-3PO looking droid, or is he just sitting there eating his macaroons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was funny to see like him like use the Force yeah. in this way. Like That seems a little bit interesting to me, but I'm also curious to know, you know, I, I would have liked more of those sequences. That's all I'm saying. Like I think that would have sure. been fun. I also would have liked to see like uh dinjar and come running in and being like i need to get my son i need to get my son you know, <laughs> that would have been hilarious sir do you have a doctor's note for your son <laughs> you know, that been yeah crazy. i mean because this episode was kind of light on baby yoda yodi the child <laughs> yeah uh and, and that's okay um but and i think the reason why is because it increased the stakes right so when when mando leaves and starts rushing back to to the city to to grab him we're like we don't know what's going to happen like like i think that was what was done really well here i felt like anything could have happened i felt like they could have captured the the child i felt like grief karga caradoon mithral could have all been killed like we don't know their fates and I, the stakes felt high to me because you know this action and like you've got tie fighters coming in and then Perfect timing, Mandy, Mando comes to the rescue, which, like, I'm way more on board with him being the rescuer than the rescuee. Um, Definitely. And, and obviously he has the kid, which is great, um, but it's kind of like, all right, they're still looking for him. Because it would have sucked if they had got him here. That, that would have been a big uh, detour that the season would take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely went, you know kind of on spec you know like i'm definitely i was definitely excited and you know interested to see them go up against the imperials it feels like they're going up against the imperials a lot this season yeah it does um which is kind of cool i'm you know (sighs) the fun thing about it is you get the callbacks i guess to you know the um the tractor beam in a in episode four yep you know you're getting stuff with uh you know, Grief Karga being hilarious. Um, yeah, it, it feels like they're they're in the Millennium Falcon shooting down ties. Like that's that's a callback. It's kind of trench runny. Um, Definitely, it's a very familiar feeling. Uh, yeah. So here's where like I have questions. So they ultimately, you know, they succeed in blowing up this, um, you know, Imperial base, and they get chased by these Tie Fighters. And it seems like they succeed in that too. Um, but then we cut to Moff Gideon. 
<laughs> and Moff Gideon is standing in like a row of bad guys. What is going on here? What I've seen is that these could be death troopers or dark dark troopers. No, because we've seen okay. the death troopers before. I think those were the ones last year, dark troopers, which like is from a video game like Dark Forces, I think, way in the 90s. And they're like part droid, part stormtrooper. And they're like way more threatening than your standard stormtrooper. Because yeah. they don't look like people. Like it doesn't look like a bunch of guys in in suits. Like hooked up. it looks like droids, huh? Or it looks like armor just sitting there. Um, but but the the things that I, I'm really appreciative that they cut to him finally to see him like twirl his mustache and be like, oh, the good the tracker is on them, perfect. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, which is great. Um, but before all of that, we got a lot of talky talky. Um, to see like when they first break into the base and we see kind of what they're working on there. Cause it, at first they, th- they thought it was just like a mi- military facility, but it qu- they quickly realized it's actually a science or like a laboratory, um, which ties more directly into what was going on. Yes. In season the, cloning, one. the cloning, the cloning weird things. Yeah. Cause like, uh, they, they pointed out, um, oh, they've got like the badge on their arm that is very similar to the Kaminoans from, uh, Attack of the Clones, and that the same the the Doctor I, I don't remember his name. Um, he, he has that on his arm, and like they're very clearly working on some sort of cloning technology. Um, and they specifically like <laughs> dance around using the M word, <laughs> the midi chlorians, like yeah, yeah, his yeah. M count. <laughs> so they extracted blood from the child, and they are trying to transfuse it into clones it seems yeah that's that's what i got too to maybe make them force sensitive i thought they were it's very interesting we got some new cloning shit going on here and and it kind of brings up the question of like is this directly tied to like rise of skywalker with palpatine or is i think so i think that's what they're going to be building to yeah i think i think it makes sense that they had some kind of course to correct to figure this out and to me that's what they're going to be plotting this whole time okay but they say something about like a volunteer and so to me it's like maybe they're going to be testing this stuff out on people yeah that like before it becomes like palpatine's like body right that maybe there's some yeah it would make sense they wouldn't go directly to him first right and so we maybe mando has to fight somebody that's got force powers that's kind of this weird hybrid um, hell yeah which would be crazy or or maybe even moff gideon is looking to take the powers uh, i mean like i don't know it's weird because we're so used to like people having natural force abilities and it didn't seem like it was something that you can just like steal but this like opens up such as this crazy door in star wars that's true but do you feel like they're going to be able to like show i mean i think they're what they're where they're going to run into a problem and i've been thinking about this a little bit after last week's episode is that how are you going to be able to show kind of this grand scale story kind of play out you know in, in this way i think that they're like i think the bigger swings are going to be less big than we think they are for a long time right you know if they're doing a really long build 
you know, it's always going to remain TV level action. You know what I mean? I don't think this is going to cross over into like a like a Star Wars MCU of different characters running around in different media. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because like anything that they're going to tease is going to try to service this story. Like as much as it would be awesome for like the end of this season for them to find like Palpatine's like shriveled body. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like. And then be like, okay, we can finally begin. Like, I don't know if we're going to see that. Like, that just doesn't seem – because, like, that would maybe mean then we would see him on the show, which I don't think they're going to do. Definitely not. Um, not for a while at least. Unless unless what they end up doing is make it more, like, Snoke-focused because everyone was all pissed off that Snoke, like, bit the dust so quickly. And maybe he's, like, a threat. I don't know. Maybe. Do you, I don't know. So now that like the tracker is on and they're going to, they're he's going to Ahsoka, right? Like that's what we and when you know episode five, the next episode is directed by Dave Filoni, and it's titled The Jedi. So yeah, we know she's coming. She, she she's coming. Um, it's definitely happening, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, there it's gonna feel kind of like um. I don't know. I think they're going to have some time to sit and talk, but like then they're going to probably get attacked by, by the Empire. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether or not Bo-Katan shows up again because obviously she's hunting Gideon. Do you think we're um, going to get more exposition or less exposition than the sequel movies? <laughs> I think we'll get more. I mean, I think the show has already been doing that. Like they. I mean, some ep- episodes maybe not so much, but I feel like this this week we got a lot of exposition, and uh, you know we got some background last week. And if we have Ahsoka, like to me, it's like, are we going to get more of a, a backstory on what Ahsoka's been up to for the past several years, or are we going to like look really ahead at like how she's going to help them? And I think it's probably going to be the latter. Okay. Um, okay. I, um, which is fine because I, I think that the backstory stuff will be like more for the spinoff and maybe there's like, they drop a few lines here or there or something, but like, I don't think it's going to be very focused on like, Oh, you know, I've been up to this during the whole fight of, uh, <laughs> against the empire and I went and did this and that and like, no, it's, it's going to be way lighter. Um, I don't know. Is she going to be like Yoda on Dagobah, like hiding out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see that. Um, I wanted. I don't know. I'm so anxious to see Jedi go up against, you know, Yodi and what they're going to think and what that's going to like imply. Like, it, it was fun to kind of go through this episode and kind of go in knowing that we weren't going to get the answers we were hoping for, but. It also was like, um, how do you say it? Uh, very re- gratifying and relieving to like get the high level action and the good like you know plot development that they did in this episode. Yeah, that, so I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I either. just think it are all of the Filoni verse characters going to be a part of what makes the Mandalorian special, or is the Mandalorian going to make the <sighs> Filoni verse characters special? Uh, I think that's the balance that they really need to strike. Like, I think, um, it's, it's very cool. I mean, I think because last season they weren't there and this season is kind of like, all right, we're going to explore that and bring back more 
of like the legacy characters and like even the Boba Fett. Um, but I, I, I think they really need to be careful. And I think that's, that's why it's not like, Oh, Ahsoka Tano joining episode one and we'll be there alongside every single episode. <laughs> I mean, like even, even in rebels, like Ahsoka is not a main character by any means. Like she's right. the main character in, in the clone wars, but when she pops up in rebels, she's only there for a handful of episodes, but it's for some of the biggest stuff. So I, I think because they did it there, they can do it here again. And I don't think she'll take over. Um, it just, it needs to service a story that they're trying to tell, which I think is why we got a lot of like plot this week of, of what the empire's plans are and, and Gideon's plan is um, because, you know, we're at the halfway point next week is going to be like, it, it's going to feel maybe more of a like pause, but I think it's going to get into some, some heavy action later on. And then, you know, the final three episodes of the season, um, I don't know. I don't know where everything's going to end up. I mean, who even knows? Like, do we know it has been renewed for season three? Has it? I have no idea. I'm sure it has. It's gotta be. I'm sure it has. Um, but yeah, action was was great. I love the dog fighting in uh, the Razor Crest. That was awesome. Um, you know, watching Mando throughout the hallways of uh, this Imperial base felt very felt very like Death Star, but also that specific style base was very reminiscent of things that we saw in the animated shows, which was pretty cool to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I still just love how incompetent stormtroopers are. And uh, I really love that sequence when they like, like drove the the shuttle thing off the the cliff with the, and then, the speeder bikes. Yeah, and then the speeder bikes came and followed them. Like that was quite excellent. That was pretty awesome. So um, highlight yeah. of the high, the one of the best like shots. Like really, really executed really well. Very, very well. So yeah, I think this was a great one. Um, you know, I. I have to keep myself reined in for next week because it, it could. I think it could be pretty excellent. I'm so glad we don't have to rate these and score them. That makes it so much nicer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to be kind of it. Anything else, Frank? Um, apparently, there was a guy in one of the shots, like a, a crew member. Like, remember when that happened on Game of Thrones? Yes. <laughs> and there was like a coffee cup. Yes. Apparently, there's a guy in the background. So it's like, all right, guys. I also need... think that there's a IG-11 statue in the background somebody had pointed out online. <laughs> what, but whatever. Um, okay, it, guys. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we're going to keep him rolling. Uh, from Mandalorian, if you want to check us out, remember to uh, like and subscribe. Remember to subscribe with the RSS feed, you know, whether that's going to be Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple. You can find us on social media at LLH Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can go to our web- our website, www.longlostheroes.net. Uh, you can also uh, send us an email, info at longlostheroes.net. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. And this is the way. Yeah.